Welcome to On the House, a podcast focusing on home ownership and the home buying process. On the House is brought to you by the Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation, otherwise known as TSHAC, a nonprofit that provides down payment assistance to help make home buying easier and more affordable. I'm Janelle Levesque. And I'm Sarah Eleanor. And I'm Frank Duplachin. And, and together, together, we make up the home ownership team at TSHAC and your host for the On the House podcast. Hello and welcome to our fourth episode of T-Shacks on the House. If you've listened to our first few segments, then you know we are discussing the various requirements and steps to purchasing a home. This particular episode is focused on the down payment and closing costs. I'm Janelle Levesque, T-Shacks Homeownership Programs Director and your host for today's segment. Joining us today is an industry mortgage loan expert, Jordan O'Brien with Cardinal Financial Company. I'm actually very excited to have Jordan on the call today because if you would go to our website and look up our participating loan officers, you would see that Jordan is in our number one spot as our top loan officer for 2019. He actually helped more home buyers with down payment assistance than any other loan officer in the entire state of Texas last year. Jordan is also a participating member of T-Shack's Lender Advisory Council, which means we really depend on him to advise us on structuring our down payment assistance programs to help the needs of our home buyers. And also, really, who better knows the needs of home buyers than those loan officers working directly with them? So, I would like to welcome Jordan and thank him for joining me today. Thank you for having me on the call, and uh, I'd be more than happy to explain uh, some of the questions people have. So, Jordan, I really wanted to dive into down payment and closing costs for this segment because I, I think a lot of folks are intimidated by that whole home buying process because they think they must save up this huge big down payment. And if they do take that first step and actually save for that down payment, then after saving up all their money, they start their house hunting search and then apply for a mortgage loan only to have that unpleasant surprise of hearing that they also have to pay for closing costs that they weren't really expecting. So I I really think that understanding what closing costs cover and budgeting for those closing costs will smooth out that final stretch of the home buying process for home buyers. Can you explain to us how much the down payment is and really, quite frankly, what are closing costs? Absolutely can, yeah. Um, First off, I guess we can get into the difference between um, down payment and closing costs. And so basically, uh, in order to understand closing costs, um, it basically could be, you know, explained as uh, closing costs will usually include fees and charges from the lender and then the third party uh, relative to the type of loan. And um, there are also charges uh, charges for services that are required to process and close a specific loan type. Basically, closing costs and down payment are different in that um, the down payment is basically the borrower's financial investment in the home, and um, it's a portion of the home price that the borrower is going to pay up front at closing. 
depending on the type of loan, there are different down payment assistance requirements. For example, on an FHA mortgage, which is a common first-time home buyer mortgage, the minimum down payment is 3.5% down. Another type of loan would be a conventional loan. And for first-time home buyers, the minimum down payment is 3%. Another type of loan would be a VA loan. And it's 100% financing, meaning there's no minimum uh, down payment required. In addition, there's also USDA financing, which is offered as another government loan type that is 100% financing only in rural areas that are determined by the Department of USDA. And that pretty much sums up differences between down payment and closing costs. Wonderful. And, and you kind of also, you know, you went over the difference between the down payment and closing costs, and you also helped homebuyers get an idea of what type of down payments would be required, which I think is one of the biggest questions out there and probably one of the biggest misconceptions is so many folks out there believe that they have to have 20% down to buy their first home. And we're here to tell them that there's all kinds of first-time homebuyer programs that have less down payment requirements, as you just mentioned, you know, as little as 3% down payment, or even in the case of USDA or VA, there's 100% financing, correct? So there's, there's, ways to the different loan types that require less down payment, but there's also ways to come up with that down payment. If you don't have your own funds, right, Jordan, aren't there some options out there that might be helpful for those first time home buyers that don't have their own down payment saved? Yes, that is correct. There are eligible sources of down payment that are like one of which, for example, would be, you know, an eligible source of down payment would be down payment assistance through a nonprofit agency such as Texas State Affordable Housing Corporation. Um, they can assist with covering the entire down payment in addition to a majority of the closing costs on, you know, conventional FHA, uh, VA, or USDA mortgage to basically get your out of pocket to as little as possible. A lot of clients come out of pocket you know, $0 at closing, of course, in combination with the seller credit. Um, Some of them get the earnest money back and then some, you know, may need a few thousand dollars or less for closing, which, you know, makes the dream of home ownership a reality to where you have income and credit, but just, you know, not a lot saved up. So, yeah, that's actually one of the most intimidating parts of it is I think so many folks just immediately think I have to have a big down payment so they don't even you know, look any further into purchasing a home. So can you tell me a little bit about what types of closing costs there are? I mean, you mentioned that that there were third-party fees and depending on the loan type, that there would be different types of third-party fees. But could you explain a little bit more about what those fees might include and maybe what prepaid expenses are? Absolutely. So basically, closing costs are broken down into basically two categories, the costs associated with getting the mortgage and the third-party services required to get the mortgage. Um, And there's also prepaid expenses, which I can help explain that are associated with like taxes and insurance and days of interest. Mainly closing costs and prepaids, they sometimes get confused with each other um, as all, you know, one item. However, closing costs are charges that the bank that would be used to get you the loan is going to basically charge you such as an underwriting fee or a processing fee. 
addition to that, closing costs are also costs associated that are paid to third-party providers, such as the appraiser involved in the transaction, the lender's attorney that is preparing you know, legal documentation for closing. And then typically there is a, a credit report fee associated with obtaining a mortgage as well as you know, certification for flood to make sure the home doesn't require uh, flood insurance per FEMA. And then typically there are some, a couple other small charges, such as like a tax service fee for managing the escrow account. After closing to make sure taxes and insurance are automatically paid for. Um, in addition to that, there are also uh, title related charges that would be accounted for as closing costs and title charges would basically, you know, include a lot of different types of endorsements to ensure the home against anybody um, coming back to say that they have ownership in your property. They're basically protecting um, you and the bank from anybody coming back and saying they have ownership rights to your property or, or that sort of thing. Basically that, that kind of sums up the closing cost portion of things, but in addition to closing costs, there's also prepaid expenses. Basically, prepaid or upfront costs that are collected for the borrower for their escrow account. And also, there's prepaid interest on the days remaining in the month of closing. Those prepaid expenses are basically prepaying for homeowners insurance and also property taxes so that everything's automatically paid for through the escrow account. Those fees will basically depend on the amount of house you're buying and how much you know the property taxes are per the county as well as who you pick for homeowners insurance. But those will be paid at closing as, as prepaid charges. That's great. That's helpful. You mentioned a little bit ago about you know sellers maybe contributing. Um, what do you or what can you tell us about a seller potentially contributing to your closing costs? So typically, um, if there's, you know, you'd want to go off the recommendation of your real estate agent, because a lot of times in multiple offer situations, if it's a home you're in love with, you know, asking for seller concessions may, you know, have the seller go with another offer other than yours, that's maybe stronger, but um, seller credit can help contribute towards the, the closing costs and prepaid items that are typically paid by the borrower at closing. Any seller paid closing costs, they have to be negotiated on the contract for purchase. So typically that's once you submit an offer, um, you're going to be negotiating if there's going to be any seller paid closing costs. Okay. I did think of something though that I think might be a, a misconception with home buyers too that have to do with closing costs is, is I think some home buyers out there believe that they are, you know, if they're working with a realtor that they're going to have to pay the realtor. And, and that's typically one of those costs that is paid by a seller. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Um, the realtor is almost something that you know, nothing really comes free except your, your real estate agent because the seller is basically going to be compensating, you know, the buyer's real estate agent upon, you know, closing. So there is no cost associated with using a realtor and it's, you know, in a buyer's best interest to use a realtor so that they have protection and they have somebody else looking out for them and offering their personal advice and uh, making sure that, you know, all parties are in the loop and things, you know, go to the finish line smoothly. 
That's great to know. Um, thank you very much. I, as I said, I think that's one of those unseen costs that some folks are afraid that they're going to have and they avoid working with realtors for that reason. But it sounds like to me, um, a seller pays for it. So you may as well take advantage of having that professional assist you when you're not having to worry about paying for it. That's great. Um, then the, one of the last questions I think I have for you is all of these costs are presented to you when you, as a home buyer, when you go talk with a lender, a lender has to disclose all of these costs to you. Is that correct? You're not going to be surprised correct. at closing with a bunch of unforeseen costs? There are tolerances and things that could slightly go up, but basically, um, typically every, everything initially that's disclosed in estimated numbers wise isn't just like an invoice and they know the exact amounts they're typically overestimated and cushioned a little bit by maybe a couple hundred dollars here or there. Um, and so initially, yeah, the numbers are pretty accurate. If you've, you know, found a property and this is the purchase price and you have an executed contract, I mean, the numbers can get really accurate, but you know, the numbers could change, you know, during like option period, if, you know, you get inspection done and, you know, you get something negotiated such as a lower purchase price or maybe seller concessions to cover, you know, some things that are deficient on the home inspection end of things. But um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much will know you're out of pocket upon, you know, executing a contract or upon putting in an offer, you know, the numbers based on the offer can be put together and do an estimate pretty accurately. So that's called a loan estimate. Is that correct? Yeah. So once a contract is accepted by a seller and it's executed and the lender has a copy of it, that's basically going to trigger the lender sending you a loan disclosure package, which will include a loan estimate, which is, you know, pretty legally binding in terms of numbers not being able to change by very much. Um, so it's, it's very important to get a loan estimate, you know, if you're shopping around for multiple lenders because they can't, you know, really change much on there. That's helpful. That's, that's great news. Like I said, just kind of knowing, you know, the difference between down payment and closing costs and what all those closing costs entail. But also, um, you know, I think most folks when, when making any kind of big purchase have that fear of those unknown costs, you know, they think, okay, I've got this figured out. I have enough money to cover everything, but what's going to sneak up on me. And what you're, what I hear you saying is that there really isn't going to be any unknown costs those are pretty much all disclosed to you in the beginning and there's very little tolerance for those changing, correct? Correct. Great. This has been wonderful. I, I really appreciate talking with you, Jordan. This has actually been great information for all of our listeners out there. Do you have any other um, suggestions or ideas or thoughts on down payment and closing costs for our listeners or maybe resources um, available to help them? Yeah, there's many different resources out there. If you're a first-time home buyer and nervous about the process, it would never hurt to, you know, take home buyer education ahead of time, which is available online, and it'll help explain, you know, the process a little bit and budgeting and such. And, you know, you can choose to apply with a lender and start the free qualification process um, and then take the education or take it beforehand. Um, it'll just give you a good outlook on things um, to make things more, you know, comfortable and Perfect. You know, help help nerves. Mm-hmm. Yes, help those nerves, definitely. Well, thank you, Jordan. <laughs> I really appreciate chatting with you, and I look forward to having you on a future podcast with T Shack. Um, thank you, and you have a wonderful day. You as okay. well. It's been a pleasure. 
Well, that's it for today, but we hope you'll tune in next time when we interview Connie Tharp. She is a loan officer with Home Trust Mortgage. She and I will be discussing the pre-approval process and why it's so important to get pre-approved for a mortgage loan prior to starting to shop for your new home. To learn more about TSHAC and our programs, visit tsahc.org. Thanks for listening.